0: Listen, it might be a day later than you're sure. used to seeing us. Sure. But don't you think for one second that we're not still prepared to overreact to the Georgia-Mississippi State game? We are ready to just do all manner of jumping off cliffs and throwing ourselves... Listen, we've got things to say. Some of them are exceptionally positive. Some of them, maybe less so. But we're going to talk about all of it today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your
1: team every day. Welcome back, everybody. This is Locked On Bulldogs, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sling TV, mm. the TV that you want for the price that you want. Sling TV. Uh, Daniel, we are going to overreact and overreact yeah, on yeah. a lot of levels. If I may. yeah, when I say a lot of levels, I mean all them levels. There's plenty of things to overreact to. So, so here's just the smattering. Here's here's how it's going to break down. Okay? okay, segment one.
0: Okay, um, you need a bucket. Oh no! We can come out with the bucket.
1: We're coming out. first
0: segment. No, oh, people will love that. The listeners will love that. They'll be thrilled with that. Well, look, you all, because here's what's going to
1: happen: we come out here and we say, "Oh, you know, this, 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 and this," and then half of y'all come out here and say, "You guys are just homers, and you guys are just yep. focusing on the good stuff." Correct. And you see where we need to change. Okay, so we're just going to hit
0: y'all. And what else is true? <laughs>
1: Again, for fans, by please fans. everybody. Let me That's tell you podcast. what you
0: can do. I hadn't seen too many comments in the last couple episodes about your boys, old Mike Troubles over there. Look at this man out here. Got a got a fresh little connection happening. I ain't, I ain't playing. Hey, I don't want to speak too soon, but. Can we not? Can we, can the we? show's looking real professional these days. Oh, also, people love the banter. So we're going to talk bucket talk segment <laughs> talk one. Long. Okay segment two Mm -hmm. why you don't why you just go
1: back to last week daniel if you were if you were with us on last friday daniel just screwed himself over because my man out here saying ain't nothing to worry about yeah just got nothing so so segment two is going to give you we're going to try to basically reincarnate we're going to resuscitate that daniel
0: he fine he out here alive and well let me ask you this clint was there anything to worry about in the game no. No, there was not. No, so we're all safe and sound. We're safe and sound. But segment three, surely we're gonna get to some positive takeaways, because there were many positive takeaways to be had in this yeah, they, game. Yeah,
1: segment two is going to be positive. What I'm saying oh, is got it. nothing okay. to worry about. Like it's it's the, it's why there's continuing to to not have any worry about that's right. Segment three, what I was gonna say, is projecting all that segment two into the future for that's right.
0: UGA. So listen, we're gonna start off with some negative thoughts. We gave you a warning. We gave you a little preview of the show. These are not our only thoughts. Georgia no. went out and won a game handily on the road in the SEC. So we fine everybody. Let me just, let me just couch this again. We had a special teams touchdown. Okay.
1: Two turnovers. Yep. Yeah. A mysterious phantom roughing the punter penalty. My, oh my.
0: Roughed and- him with his heel. His. The, this he roughed him with his a, his Achilles tendon. He took his Achilles him. tendon and just whipped the man's leg out from Look, under him.
1: That's just like trying to chop cilantro with an you, Achilles
0: tendon. You you can't never do that. listen. You never struggled. You never known struggle until you tried to chop a cilantro with an Achilles.
1: Look, so after Look, all that, we, we fine covered.
0: We fine okay? on the
1: road. Let me tell you who
0: we're place. not before we get into some, if I may please. We're not out here comparing resumes. Oh, no, because. But see, Daniel, if team A lost to no, team B and then nope. team see, B. Our resume just, no, we don't need oh. to do that because we find, we don't need oh. to prove that oh. we're better than any other teams. Cause you know what we do? Every team we play, we beat them just, and that's what we memory. do. Okay. If you no. lose, if you lose, then you have to start doing that, but we're not doing that. But mm. there were some, There were some negative moments in this game, and I need to just open with you and I were about as dead wrong as any two people could ever be about projecting this game. Did we say lay the points with Georgia? Yes. Yes, we did, and that wasn't wrong. Did we say take the first half line? Yes, we did, and that wasn't wrong. But the way we said this game was going to play out was extended Kirby Death March. This is a team that gave up hundreds and hundreds of yards rushing to Auburn. Auburn. And we came in here and we could not run the ball. It wasn't again at all. It
1: wasn't just a game plan to get Stetson and the receivers out in space. That was part of the game plan. But it became more predominant
0: because our guards are garbage. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't like what I saw from a single offensive lineman. Broderick Jones played played like garbage football. McClendon, terrible. Van Pran did looked looked pedestrian. I, I was just gonna say, I was just
1: gonna say Van Pran probably looked the best out of all of them, and he looked average when we are used to exceptional from him.
0: Yeah. So there was a <clears throat> it wasn't a game plan issue. Yes, we came out throwing the ball. We were Yet we thought we would probably see a more run-heavy attack, but it became obvious that we could not run the football. And don't please don't quote stats nope. to me, because Lad McConkey's seventy-yard end-around. That counts towards the
1: running stats. But it's not a running play. It's an extended screen handoff outside thing. Kendall
0: Milton, 40-yard touchdown broken play when they've got 11 guys in the box. And he, listen, great run by Kendall Milton. Congratulations to you, sir. Hit a hole, made a cut, and just exploded through it. But there was nobody in the second level. It was a garbage time moment in the game. You, You can't count those. You just watch the game. And you watch the offensive line absolutely get manhandled up front. Both offensive lines in this game, Clint, looked like they were afraid for their lives. Yes, sir. One of the offensive lines was blocking Jalen Carter, and the other offensive line was ours. But we looked just as bad as Mississippi State. It was an abysmal showing. Uh, it didn't matter if you put Kenny Mack in there, Dejan nope. in there, Branson nope. Robinson in there. They all looked like garbage. They all looked like they couldn't make somebody miss. They all looked like they didn't have any place to go because there were no holes opened up by the offensive line. Clint, this is this is an issue for Georgia moving forward, and I won't be talked off yep. this. no. Like,
1: this was in previous weeks. We saw the offensive line play being exceptional. The eliteness of this line really and all,
0: seemed like they were coming together.
1: And we saw them being fanatical, passionate, running down, sprinting down the field to push stuff. And there was lacklusterness. Now, look, if you have some lackluster performances by certain position groups, wide receivers or that sort of thing, like, okay, it, it's going to be hard to get things going. But the offensive line has, 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 Responsibilities on both a run play and a pass play, Daniel, mm-hmm. in the offense. Some would say it's where the game is won. Where the game is So, again, we see lack- lackluster performances from wide receivers. We say, okay, we can, we can get things moving. We can figure that out. A lackluster performance on multiple levels from the offensive line, whereas second half Mizzou, this was first half Mizzou for the offensive line, all game for ball, the full game for the entire game.
0: Very there wasn't troubling. no second
1: half coming out of that halftime. And it was, it was very inconsistent. The skills there, but man, way now listen.
0: Way, and I'm crazy. just going to say, I want to say it because I know there's no Tennessee fans listening to this podcast because, uh, self-respect. Way, oh, we, wait, no, I'm sorry. We're talking by about by Tennessee way, really fans. quick. Um, a
1: you're not getting in the playoff. Like, I, I don't know how to tell you the ACC. Hey, champ, when
0: USC plays UCLA next week, there it is. The winner of that game, let me just tell you, Tennessee, you're not gonna like the rankings that come out the next week. You're not going no. to care for them. No. Cause you think you're worried about Michigan right now. But okay. you believe nobody could pass you from behind. But let me just let me stop you right there. We've we've been there. One week from Tuesday, you will be passed by either USC or UCLA, whoever wins that game. They will pass you. And if they win the rest of their games, they're getting in the playoff, and you're not. So we saw the same same type of thing the offensive line against Tennessee. Clint, we were able to run the ball early, but late in that game, when we needed first downs, when we needed a first down to try to salt away the game, we could not get it. No, and we had to give the ball back to Tennessee, and things we had to give it back to our defense. We tried to death march Tennessee in that game, and we couldn't do it. We tried to death march Mich- Mississippi State in this game, and we could not do it. And a Kirby without his death march, Clint, is not a Kirby that anyone wants to see.
1: No. No, no because it just turns into death at that point for those it's who just can't death. march. So this guy. Let's uh hey, we're gonna come back after this, tell you what we are excited about from this game. But first of all, upside. Upside is the best place to go right now and get.
0: Daniel, you like money. I like money. No, I love money. I like it when I do a job Uh and then I get I receive the fair and honest compensation that I am due from having done said job. Like
1: You agree to things and then you you, based upon that agreement that you've been based
0: upon the agreement that's been entered into you get the money and then this upside app, Clint, if I'm not mistaken, you go on there and then you just begin to rack up the funds you rack up the funds based upon where you shop, where you That's buy, right. all the it's stuff the app, you're already doing, all the stuff you're
1: already doing, just can pile that up on the upside. Right now, you get 10 your first payment or your first purchase over $10 using the Upside app on the regular purchases you do every single day will get you five dollars with promo code locked on Upside. It's not too good to be true.
0: Not too good to be true is, um. Could be a summary of this Georgia football team. Some would say it is too good to be true. Uh, some some uh, Barstool bros oh over here talking about George is never going to be able to replicate the success that they've had. And Listen, just thank, thank your lucky stars for the content machine that is the Internet. It just keeps churning it out, and we love it so much.
1: Brandon Walker has literally, literally never won anything in his life, and it's evident.
0: You mean like Tennessee since 1998, 20, 24 years ago? That's the one. 24 that's the one. and counting since no, they're not going to win anything of a note whole, this
1: year? A whole fan base and a whole team. I'm talking about just this one man his
0: entire life has never won anything. so Okay, cool. um uh, Let's talk about some people who have won some stuff. Mm. And that is you mentioned him in a hypothetical scenario the other uh, the last segment. But uh, can we talk about this wide receiving core, Clint? Let's go. Because Let's AD go. Mitchell did not play in this game. Golly! But you know who did play, Clint uh, Lad? He back. Lad um, McConkey back,
1: y'all. He, he fully back, hundred percent. There's no ill effects. the The mental yips are gone. The injury that would plagued him with some toe issue, you know, mm-hmm. lower extremity stuff, that's gone. And he is flying around. He is fast. As ever, Daniel. That's
0: correct. And um, Stetson knows knows where to go with the ball. Loves looking for this guy. Loves targeting him. Led the team in targets yet again. Um, And that's not just from the wide receiver position. That is uh, across the board. And then, Clint... Let's talk about Kiaris Jackson. Can Let's we talk about, about Kieris Kieris Jackson? It. Thank because you. I
1: thought you were going to rose me, but I wanted to go Kiaris. No, I'm glad you We
0: go, go. Kiaris next Thank because Kiaris Jackson had himself a standout game this this particular contest. I loved the way he was utilized, and you just love to see this guy get catches. It just goes to show you that this Georgia team does still have weapons at the wide receiving core. Yes, our best receiver is out. Yes, we hope that he's coming back soon. But we were able to get the ball into playmakers' hands in this game, and this Mississippi State secondary was overmatched from yep. the get-go. Clint, and it wasn't just the tight ends that were doing the damage.
1: No, no, not at all. Everywhere, all across the board, all receiving threats. No matter who was catching the ball, we were having success. Brock Bowers, Big O, uh, uh, lad, certainly, but but Roseme is showing me something. Yes. You know? He on is. this possession-esque, over-the-middle, high-pointing a ball. Uh, and even the one, the Stett had an incompletion, and he, or, or that was Big O, I suppose, on the goal line where he was putting it behind him because the defender was coming. By the way, real, real quick, Stett, he's bigger than every DB in America. He can take the
0: hit. Like, Stett didn't have a great game. And around, I'm not talking about the two turnovers. No. I'll give you no. the two turnovers because, honest to goodness, neither of them were his fault. Nope. I get the frustration of the tip ball at the, but that's, and his arm gets hit on the other on the other pick. I, some of the other throws that weren't picked were way worse than those yes, throws. Um, so, but no, this wide receiving group is
1: exceptional. Ad when he comes back and when he gets healthy is only going to continue doing that. I think having those weapons, Daniel. We talk about uh, a lack of a running game, but when we have those type of players out on the edge that you can just get the ball out quick to them when you don't have an offensive line that is that's maybe sputtering a little bit, a la Ole Miss or a la mm-hmm. Alabama, and you just quick get it out uh, on the edge with a couple of blockers out there like Big O, like Brock split out. You can begin to do some things and potentially soften up. Um, the defensive side of the ball yeah. when you're playing against us.
0: Loved what I saw from the wide receivers. Did not particularly love what I saw from Stetson Bennett. But let's switch things over to the defensive side of the ball, Clint, because that's really where this game was won for the yes, University sir. of Georgia. Um, That's where this game was covered for your boys here because, hello, those, some of those fourth down stops. Take out take out the seven point
1: punt return. Yes. Take out the short field off the turnover. Yep. Okay. And and you take out those two elements. This defense was smothering they, yet again, Daniel.
0: They were once again dominant, and it starts with the most dominant player in college football, in regardless of position. I it's this might be the most talented defensive player to play for Kirby Smart. Did you hear what he said? Now
1: hold on, Daniel. Let's make sure we, I understand. Because because Kirby Smart has coached at at multiple
0: universities. That's correct. He's coached the likes of Roquan Smith. Yeah. He's coached Georgia. some absolute dynamic playmakers, linebackers, defensive linemen at uh, Alabama. Mm-hmm. But he's never coached Jalen Carter before. Daniel, Jalen he's, Carter
1: that move where he, he shed the blocker. He he came on the outside, shed the blocker, spun back into the interior and then l- jumped athletically with agility, moved like to Puma. get a running back, mm-hmm. leapt at him to tackle to stop him, tackle him, bring him down. I you fan, Daniel, you sportsman, me. We've never seen something like that
0: before, except I, in the NFL. Show me a play. Here's what Jordan Davis would do, Clint. Jordan Davis would command double teams. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He would fight through double teams. He would push double teams backwards into the quarterback and ball carrier. And he would be an absolute wrecking ball in the middle of the defense. But let me tell you what, if you got enough guys together, if you if you collected a posse, mm. it was possible to block Jordan Davis. Yeah. Let me explain what I've never once seen this entire season. Or last season. Jalen Carter be blocked. Nope. Just show me the play where he gets stoned by an offensive lineman at the line because he has got violent hands and he comes through that offensive lineman with a purpose and sheds him on his way to wherever it is that he's going. You had better. Orchestrate your defense in the opposite direction of Jalen, or your offense, I should say, in the opposite direction of Jalen Carter because you are not going to block him. The only way you're going to block him is by diving at his knees like a coward. You coward. You cowards. That's the only way that you're going to do it because the man is indefensible.
1: No, it can't be done. Daniel and that's when you look at this defense now we there's some other bright spots and by the way um oh I, many bright spots I'm fairly certain um that as draft day comes and as the NFL scouts are looking over at number five's way because he's draft eligible because he has uh-huh. um, they're they're all of a sudden gonna turn on the film and see number yeah. three over
0: here and go uh-huh hmm. what if what if we just can we have him and yeah. we'll say no you can't no. he's <laughs> no. he stays he stays here. Kamari
1: Lasseter is a, is I like that guy. Is a dude. He's a. Lot. I'm a fan. He's i I'm lot. a fan. Uh, uh, Malachi Starks don't miss tackles. Okay. No, he tackles you. Go, Christopher Smith. He don't miss tackles. He,
0: the, the level to which again, game plan and execution of said game plan. I don't. Tennessee fans or Ohio State fans or whoever you are fans, I don't know what you think your offensive genius minds are going to do. Because if we don't let you behind us mm-hmm. and we don't miss tackles when you're in front of us, mm-hmm. then you don't move the ball against us. Oh, that's it. And that's the end of the conversation this Georgia defense is not scared of anybody they're not scared of any offense of any kind of any shape form or fashion um we did not get a turnover on Will Rogers in this game and we did not get all that much pressure on Will Rogers in this game we got some pressure but we did not get all that many hits on Will Rogers in this game, especially not in the last couple of games. He's been sacked several times, but Georgia didn't really get all that much on him in this game. And yet, what did you see? You saw yep. a Mississippi yep. State team struggle to move the ball. You saw a Mississippi State team sputter in the red zone. This defense is absolutely a freak show. And I... I I say we've never seen anything like it, but we have. But we I say have. we'll never see anything like it again, but we will. Clint, this His is name just, is Kirby Smart. Georgia fans, just soak, soak it in. That's this why, is
1: your life. That's why, again, I say, when you say, "Hey, who, who do we, who gives us a hard matchup in the playoff?" Who, y'all, you pick the team, you pick what they're good at on offense, and I have an answer for you. We'll take
0: that away. I will take
1: that away. It's going to be fine. We're going to come back after this, talk about how this projects out in the future for the rest of the season for our Bulldogs. But first, we'll let you know about Nissan. Nissan has some exciting stuff going on, yeah, just like a McConkey, 70-yard touchdown run, coming Ooh. off that left side. And by the way, if
0: you all didn't see Big that o. coming. like Big O out there.
1: <laughs> because, that's, the, because, that's
0: the game-changing, exciting performance, right? There. Big O just gets out there, and people the are – People are running for their lives, Um, trying to avoid being.
1: y'all see Mad Max, Fury Mm -hmm. Road, just massive diesel flames coming out of it, just massive humanity being thrown places.
0: That man's his own Fury Road. He's
1: his own Fury Road, (laughs) uh, Daniel. Uh, So he brought us the most thrilling performance of the weekend. Nissan's bringing you thrilling stuff with the new Armada, the new Frontier, all this new lineup. You can go right now to NissanUSA.com to see all the thrilling new excitement from the lineup of Nissan.
0: Love it when you do an honest job and you get paid for it, Clint. That is the thing that really just tickles me to death.
1: It's the linchpin of a lot of agreements, Daniel.
0: It is. A lot of covenants made and bound by that principle. So when we talk about this Georgia team and we talk about what we saw on Saturday, which again Mm -hmm. was Georgia not play its best game. By the way, very sloppy. Thorson hit another good punt in this game the, the second punt yeah and then he hit several bad ones yeah. in this game and he hit a few bad ones against tennessee as well nobody's talking about those because he hit a monster we need to get this cleaned up it's a thing that needs to be cleaned up because i don't mean to be dominant. out here nitpicking
1: as much as we're dominant we are going to face stiffer competition and you're going to have we to are. play field not everybody's going to be
0: tennessee I mean, it's okay, really you're not going to just roll over teams the way that you do Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, mm. and Tennessee. Mm. Mm. So hey, you're going to, hey, at some hey, point. You put respect on Vanderbilt's name, right? Now. How there about you. Clark Lee? He's got the best Clark. job in America, coaching at the best program in Division One, and taking down old Stoops. And is Mark Stoops going to get fired, Clint? Uh
1: That may have all of a sudden his seat goes from. Cool as a cucumber to instantly hop. We
0: win this game forty-two to nothing on Saturday. Is he Mark gone. Stoops gone? He gone. Yep. You would have thought oh, that's a million to one bet at nope. the beginning of the season. Mark Stoops going to keep his job because all of yeah, Kentucky's like we could.
1: They're looking at Auburn. They're looking at A and M. These are coaching positions that are going to be open. People are going to come it because there's money. There's prestige. There's a lot of buy-in. And all of a sudden, Kentucky needs to bite now. Oh for, no those names start trickling out what
0: if Kentucky hires Cadillac Williams
1: look I'm telling you this right now your boy put money on Auburn solely for one fact because Cadillac Williams came out and just got everybody in Auburn rolling with him everybody
0: I mean it's a religious experience over there at Auburn these days it is. Georgia has some they have some things to clean up but again, moral of the story, I think for me, big takeaway, didn't feel this way about every moment of the game as I was watching it. Big takeaway for me is twofold. Number one, this team is just steamroller. It, it is it is truly as close as we've seen in Georgia fandom history oh. to a run them out there mm-hmm. and dominate the opponent. And just don't even think about it. I told you on the podcast on Friday, we have nothing to be nervous about. And we had nothing to be nervous about in this game. And maybe if you bet the game, you were nervous about the spread. But at no point were you nervous Georgia was going to lose this game. Clint, At none. At no point. None. I was annoyed. Todd Munkin's offensive game scripts to start games have been superb. This defense is uh, unflappable against any system that you throw at it.
1: I am. This is going to sound so weird. I so pardon my take because last year's defense was special and near to can I have more affection for this year's defense Daniel than I did last year's not that they're better not that they're favorite more affection because of the uphill climb they've had to take and how they've played out of their
0: minds. There are certainly pl- places that I agree with that. I don't know if I would say that across the board, but I mean, it's like comparing two of your children, you know, you just like you just you're happy that they're yours, you know, like that's all. Um You have a favorite. Let's This is a steamroller of a Georgia team. That's takeaway number 1. Yes. Okay? Uh, let me just say there's zero chance that Georgia goes out and lays an egg against Kentucky. Oh my gosh! Oh There's my gosh. Like zero you chance can, you can play it up. Kentucky's There's, looking for yes. a range, blah blah blah. Whatever you want, do your angle. That's fine. Sure. There's zero chance that Georgia lays an egg against Georgia Tech. There's zero chance that LSU beats Georgia in the SEC championship. I'm sorry. I want to. I want to act like it's at least five percent. There's a zero percent chance that Georgia is going to lose to LSU in the SEC championship game.
1: Because even if LSU gets out to twenty-one nothing lead, I'll like, feel
0: I will not feel good, but I will be confident it's possible for us to come back.
1: Because they just got every lucky bounce in the world, and they just blew their entire game plan to get that
0: twenty-one, and we got forty points left to get. Georgia might not win the national championship this year. No, in fact, if I had to wager money right now. I would take the field over Georgia. Okay? I I like us against any one team, but I would take Georgia not winning over Georgia winning. So it's not like I'm saying Georgia's an unbeatable team. Hey, look, they might get I, out there and look, I'm I'm paying respect to our boy, okay? They might they might get out there and do that. I I don't but this Georgia team is just man, we just I mean we just run them off the bus and we dominate people. Second takeaway though. The inconsistency of this offensive line. If you're going to be nervous about something about this Georgia team, I genuinely think the backs are good. I genuinely think that we have four good running backs on this team. No, we do. We do not need better backs. No. But the inconsistency of this offensive line play, the hot and coldness of this offensive line is not good. No. Clint. Kirby can say whatever he wants about that Mississippi State defense, and and he's going to. Of but course. Kirby knows dang well that this Mississippi State defense has been trash versus the run this year. Yes, They have been run all over, and we could not run on them at all. Not once. It's a problem. Yeah. You have to be able to run the ball when the other team knows it's you're trying so to run the ball, and you know you're trying to run the ball. You have to be able to manufacture yards, and we have shown a tendency to not be able to do that. It's a dangerous thing when you're playing high-powered offenses to give them more chances to get back into the game, Clint. Uh, And that would be my number one takeaway of concern for this Georgia team.
1: You're not wrong on any of that. You're actually dead right. This has been Locked on Bulldogs, part of your daily listening of podcasts, your team every single day. We'll be back... All this week to talk about Georgia as we gear up for Kentucky. Hit
0: up the Twitter account. We'll see you over there. We'd love to chat more
1: with you. See ya.